If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome to Black Belt Interviews with me, Master David Hodson. In this series, I interview ITF Taekwondo Grandmasters and Masters from around the world. And I ask them to share their history, their experiences, and their philosophies of Taekwondo and life. So please sit back and enjoy. And remember to like and subscribe. Thank you, and Taekwondo. Welcome to Black Belt Interviews with me, Master David Hodson. I'm absolutely delighted and uh, thrilled to say that I'm joined today by Grandmaster Bimbos um, in Italy. Mm -hmm. Is that right, sir? Yeah. How are you? Fine. <laughs> Whereabouts in Italy are you, sir? I'm uh, located in Rome. Oh, wow. I, I started uh, here in 86. I came here to... Um, to be the coach of the Italian team. And at that time, I was also coach of the Dutch team. So yeah. I needed to make a decision uh, for the world championships that were held in 87 in Greece. So I said, okay, let me go for a new experience. And so we put someone else at the, as the Dutch coach, but of course I was still involved in that. So I started here and that went on till 1990. I came almost every month for a few days and then in 1919 april 1919 i decided it was enough to go up and down and i moved here so it's 31 years i'm wow. here now so yeah. so you're fully italian now sir yeah i feel i, I feel 90 percent italian and 10 percent dutch sometimes the dutch uh, humor and the dutch way of thinking comes comes up but uh, no, no, I, f I feel really Italian. I, I, I really like it here. Yeah. And the climate must be lovely. Uh, it's... The weather. The weather today is not too good, but yesterday we had sun. I was in, in my, my garden. Today it's uh, raining, but it's also okay. It's good for the, for the, for the nature to have some water. <laughs> yeah, so you mentioned you, you, you came to Italy in 1986. Um, so before then, Born in uh, Appingdon. Yeah. Yes, sir. I'm born in Appingdon. It's a, it's a small place, still a small place, uh, about maybe 15,000, maybe 20,000 inhabitants. I'm born there and I stayed there until 1980, uh, 1990. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 And, and you discovered Taekwondo in 1968. Uh, yeah, 68, maybe 69. I, I'm, I'm not sure. I think it was late 68. Anyhow, it's a long time ago. <laughs> well, I remember that day. It's the day I was, the year I was born. So okay. right. I know it's a long time, sir. <laughs> um, yeah, so you were 15. Uh, you did some football beforehand, soccer. Yeah, my father, I was nine. I, I didn't want to do nothing. Uh, my father said, it's time that you do some sports. So there's only one sport in Holland, which is important, that's soccer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So 
he brought me on his uh, moped, on his Solex. He brought me to the to the football, and uh, I was not really a team man. But anyhow, okay. So I joined them, and I I played soccer until maybe I was fifteen. Yeah, it was always a team sport, but that was not really mine until I met Taekwondo. That was it's a pure individual thing, so that's uh, that was okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you were fifteen. Taekwondo in nineteen sixty eight. It's quite new, isn't it? Still, still yeah. in the early years. It was it was the beginning, no? Because uh, uh, Taekwondo was introduced in Holland in sixty six. Wow. So I consider my, myself as one of the oldies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm I'm old. That's very simple to understand. <laughs> so uh, when I went to the gym, I was 15, 16, more or less. And I entered this gym and it was all elder people. Yes. Okay. Because Taekwondo was not for kids. It was not for youngsters. It was for elder people. And most of those people that came to Taekwondo maybe were in judo or maybe in jujitsu. They did maybe some martial arts but nothing, or maybe uh, ex-karate people also possible yeah. because my, my my instructor, he was at that time a brown belt when I started because we had no red belts at that time. He okay. was a brown belt. Yes. And, and he uh, he came from judo. He was a black belt in judo and he he did a speedy course, I think of Taekwondo. I don't know how, how they did that. Yes. Anyhow, it doesn't matter. It still happens anyhow. So he got his, <laughs> he got his, uh, a brown belt and he uh, started to teach so my my first instructor he was a brown belt yes yeah 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 interesting and then so it was was it pretty raw kind of training then was it uh, uh okay my first lesson i went because i came back from football i was on a bicycle and i saw some people uh training in a, in, a, in a white kimono so i went there to uh, just have a look and I said, uh, may I come next time to, to have a training? Yeah, the instructor said, don't worry, you come next time, in two days time you come. And so I went there, oh, we did some warming up and then it was one blue belt. He, he took me uh, to the side and we did about, well, maybe 30 minutes, 40 minutes only going up and down with a punch, with a punch in the low block, in the low block, in the middle block. And that was nothing for me. Right, right. Yeah that I found that very, very boring. I did not like that at all. So I didn't go again. I stopped there. But then uh, two months, three months later, I had a friend, he was from the Molukan, Indonesian guy, because we had a Molukan, let's say, a family street of all Molukan in our, let's say, Indonesian people in yeah. our town. And I was very friendly with those people. In fact, they were my friends. Yeah. And uh, this, this guy, he, this friend said to me, you like to come with me this evening to do taekwondo? I said, oh, no, no, I went one time that I did not like it and because we did this and this. He said, well, my, my brother, he was also brown belt, brown belt normal. My instructor was brown belt with three white stripes. Anyhow, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. He said, why don't you come with me? My brother teaches five kilometers away from Appingham in Delft Sile. And uh, we do a lot of fighting, a lot of sparring and this and that. And I said, what is that sparring? Oh, well, no, fighting. Okay. I said, okay, I come with you. And that was it. I did the right. I did the training. We did one hour of sparring, what well, whatever sparring I I couldn't do nothing. But anyhow, I liked it. Yeah, yeah. We paid twenty five cents, guilder cents at that time, so maybe ten euro cents. Yeah. For each lesson, and I joined. And I liked it so much. And this guy was teaching three times a week, so I went three times a week. 
then uh, after a few months, maybe four or five months later, there was a grading. Yeah. As I was training three times a week, but the other two times or three times uh, in the week, I was training myself also with my friends. So I was in three months, four months time, I was ready for my green belt. So I did my green belt. Can you imagine? <laughs> of course, in that time, there was only one grading per year. Right. So I did the grading with my instructor. He was in that time a brown belt. Yes, yes. So there was no black belt. So we did just the grading and that's it. And uh, I became a, a green belt. And from that time on, so we talk about maybe 1969, beginning 69, I trained all my life every day. Wow. No stop. Yeah, yeah, sir. So you were in good shape as a 15-year-old anyway. You were fairly good fitness-wise. Oh, good. yes. I, 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 I always, uh, well, in, in football, I, okay, I did, I was a youngster, so what, what do you know about life? Nothing. But, okay, we had good trainings, had physical training with the football, so I, I was quite prepared. And when I started Taekwondo, the trainings were always very tough. Also physically tough. I mean, about hardening, you know, that this this yeah. way. It, it was more a martial art in that time. Yes. Uh, also sparring. There was no equipment at that time in those years. Until 1973, I never knew about safety equipment. So all those years we did fighting just bare hands, bare feet, and that was it. It was nice. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was contact. It was... Oh, yeah, it was contact. But on the face, of course, not too much. I mean, yeah. you went with a punch to the face, but you're not really wanted to, to hit the person. Yes, yes. But on the body, it was it was more or less full contact. I mean, it was... And your physical size compared to the others? Smaller? I, I was, I was all, like I am now, I was always between, at that time, I was 62 kilograms. So yeah. I was always a lightweight. In my career as a competitor, I was always lightweight. Then when I stopped, I, I never, uh, and now let's say 68, 69, I never been over 17 in all my life, 70 kilograms, always under. And I tried to maintain that weight. Is that easy for you, sir? Or is it something you have to dedicate? Or it's just how you are? Uh, first of all, I care about my physical shape, first of all. Second of all, I think the food what we have here in this country uh, also gives you a possibility to eat very healthy. Yes. And, and also, uh, first of all, uh, we are not big eaters, not even myself and not even my wife. So what she cook is, is a little bit and I have to be happy with that. But no, it's just easy. Well, it's like, yeah, yeah. So not too much indulgence. Just no, no, no. Of course, you know, like in, in Holland, there's always on the table the cake or there is some sweets. But in my house, my wife knows if she buys the sweets, I finish everything in one day. If there's a cake like this, I finish in one day. So there's, there's not, in this house, you don't find nothing. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, so you, you lightweight, always been that sort of uh, build. Uh, that's made you very quick, very flexible. Were you flexible yeah. at the beginning, sir? No, when I started taking I wasn't flexible at all because I came from football. But uh, in the gym, there was one guy. He was uh, also, I mean, he was maybe brown belt. Yeah. And he could make the splits. I mean, forward, backward, sideways. He could do everything. And I could not stand that. that this guy was more better than me. And luckily, one day I, 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 I bought a book about stretching from Dan Anderson. It was in English. It's a very old book. I still have it, I think, somewhere. Anyhow, 
And uh, so I, I started to adopt a little bit this, uh, this kind of stretching, the static uh, 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 stretching. And I little bit, little by little, also by training, of course, every day, uh, I, I make some progress. Then I found a book about from Tom Kurtz, which is a Polish guy. He has the dynamic stretching. I adopted also the adopted, uh, 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 dynamic stretching, which I do much more than the static one now, because the dynamic is much, much better. And uh, so that make me quite flexible. Let's say I can do the splits in the morning when I wake up. It's not a problem. Even uh, yeah. I'm almost 69, but it's not a problem. Wow. But you have to do it every day, yes, the stretching. Sir. Not one day, yes, one day, no, because I'm tired, I'm sick. No, every day you have to do some stretching. So I do that. Yeah, yeah. Very much, sir. So, so someone that's trying to develop their stretch, like you say, um, they stretch every day. But this is not forcing, this is uh, relaxing. No. Just uh, do the dynamic one. I mean, if you make a coffee in your kitchen, you just throw your legs a little bit to the sides. Just be busy. I mean, why wasting your time? When I watch the television, I have my legs there, both of them. And my wife comes and said, you're busy again, you know? Because <laughs> first of all, first, there are reasons for, for why you do these things, of course. First of all, it's your passion. And second of all, it's your job. Yes, and third of all, you want to be number one. That's it. That's, that's my character. That's my mentality. As yeah. long as I can, I want to keep those three things always high up in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic, sir. And uh, so your early days led you to become the Dutch champion eventually? Yeah, I, I won seven times in a row the, the Dutch championships, and then I was lucky to win the, the Euros in 1976 in, in Rotterdam. It was the first Euros. And uh, of course, at that time, already I had my gym, my, my own gym my, in my town. Yes, yes. Uh, so I, I became European Championship. Then I did one more tournament in Holland and I became champion in Patton because I have many students that were in my category also fighting. I didn't want to fight my students. Uh -huh. uh, no, no, because you can't be selfish. You can't be egoistic. You have to give chance to other people. So I, I performed the Patton and then I said, basta, finish my career here. And I put all my efforts for my students to, to go on with them and to concentrate on my team. And in that time, I still went to my uh, original instructor uh, that was teaching in Groningen, 30 kilometers away from me. So I went there always three times a week. And yes. I had my gym uh, three times a week. And on Sunday, I did my own thing. So I was always busy. Yeah, yeah. Were you working as well, sir? Did you have a, did you have a job at the time? Well, also this, I've, I've been a little bit lucky in my life because I 17, I finished high school. And I found a job in a big company as an administrator because I'm an administrator. But I was a client in a, in a, in a cafeteria, like, like a lunch room, let's say, in, in my town where I went almost every day to have a coffee or to have some fries, whatever. And my father, because I was born in a big restaurant, restaurant, my, my father had a restaurant with bowling, very big restaurants. Okay, yeah. My father said uh, uh, he was planning to buy this uh, cafeteria. I don't know, is this English, what I say, cafeteria? Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I said, I want to do that. What do you think that you and your sister are in charge of this uh, cafeteria so you don't have to go to work for someone else, you work for me? And I said, so I was 70, hardly 18. Yeah. And I said to my father, okay, that's, yeah, I do that. And so with my sister, 
we agreed and we had two guys in the in the kitchen working and every day yeah and i was let's say only 18 years old but every day i had about 500 students coming from schools to my cafeteria and i make a lot of money <laughs> but at six o'clock 5 30 in the afternoon i closed and my father said why are you close because i need to go to the gym i had my gym yeah I, I want to train and i want to go to the gym I said, you're stupid, you can make so much money. You work 10 years and you don't have to work all your life. I said, no, but that's not what I want. Yeah. I want to train. So this went on. And also Saturday, of course, I, I needed to be open until 12 in the night. I did it for some months and then I closed also the Saturday. Uh, on the Sunday, I was open until one. I did it for some months and I closed also the Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> and my father, yeah, okay. Well, then after two years, I was 20. My father said, uh, it's time that you uh, be the owner of the, of the cafeteria. You give me money and you be the owner. Yeah. So I, I said, okay. So uh, I, got, I got some money. I lent some money. I gave my father the money. And my mother, father said, at this moment, I will sell my uh, restaurant. And I'm going to work in the kitchen with mama in, in the kitchen. So you don't need the personal anymore. So you don't have to pay them. Wow. Yeah. So my father, he sold his business. And he came to work for me, <laughs> me in the kitchen with my mother. Yes, yes. Uh, so I did it for two year, more year, years, but of course I was more and more active. I had my, then I started my own gym in Uppingham. I had a lot of students. Yeah. So I became more and more active and, uh, and, and so on and so on. So I said, uh, no, I'm going to sell uh, my business and I'm, I tried to work as an administrator somewhere. So I sold it. I got a job as an administrator for in a big company for one and a half years, I did it. And then I moved to Groningen for another company that was selling parts of cars. Okay. And I became head administrator in this company. And I did it for about, I think 10, 11 years. Yes, so yes. I went up and down. <laughs> and at that time, when I started there, I started my gym in Groningen. So at that moment, I had the students uh, that also came to Uppingham to train with me because I was not in Groningen. I only trained with my instructor. Yeah. But the story is that why did I start in, in Groningen with my gym? Because my instructor had a, a fallout with me and he sent me away. He didn't want to have me in the gym anymore. Uh, I still do not know, know the reason. It's a long, long time ago. I still don't know the reason, but he was very angry. And I became also very angry because he treated me very, very bad in front of all the students. So right. after uh, this happened twice, and then I knocked on the door, he said, I said to him, sir, I'm sorry, but I'm not going back here anymore. Also, I know you don't want me because uh, maybe I'm a troublemaker for you. I don't know, but I will not come back anymore. Well, I will open my own gym in Groningen. And I'm very sorry to tell you, sir, but you treated me very, very bad that in one year time, you will not have any student anymore because they will all my, be my students. They will all come to me. And it happens. Right, right. So I, I opened my gym in Groningen and I had students like Hank Meyer. I had uh, Wijnata Pilato. All these guys that were famous uh, and still are still very famous because Hank Meyer is in WTF world champion. He became world champion. Yes. Tapilato, yes. You know the Tapilato, the brother and, and the cousins. So they were all my students at that time. So I, I went up and down to Uppingham, to Groningen, to work and to have my gym. I had my gym there. So it went on for a long time also. But also everything finished, of course. I went back to my own town. Open, reopen again another gym. Okay. Anyhow. But those days of teaching, you know, when your school was in such a doing so well, it was good times, sir. 
Good times. Uh, you know, I was teaching, uh, let's say, five times a week, four hours a day, because I, I was after my job, because I finished my job at five. I went to the gym that was uh, two kilometers from my, from my job. I, f I, I cleaned the gym, and at a quarter to six, I opened the gym. At six o'clock, I started with keys to 10. 10, 15, I close. I take my car, drive back home half an hour. Quarter to 11, I'm home. Dinner is ready because I have to eat something. I sleep, and the next morning at seven, I'm in a car to go back to my job. Wow. So I have, yes, so I know what it is to suffer and to work and to have the gym. But okay, you are young and, and you want to do the best. And I, I really want to have my school be number one in Holland. I became number one in Holland with my students. That I always have a big drive in things. When I do something, I just bite on it and I go for it. That's yeah. yeah, fantastic, sir. So you, uh, you had this success as a competitor yourself, became European champion. This is around 1976. Um, and you're running these schools, very popular. Uh, so when did you take the, did you come away from full-time work at some point and just dedicate to Taekwondo or? Yeah, well, um, after, when I, did, when I decided, um, I was working at this administrator for let's say 10, 11 years in this big company, but then I started to come to Italy. Uh -huh. So but I, I was working full-time, so, Every uh, one time a month, I needed to take two days off from work because I left on Friday and I came back on Monday from Italy and I was teaching Saturday, Sunday. So I spoke with my boss. And I said to my boss, listen, boss, uh, if it's possible, I would like to work uh, half time. Yeah, so let's say only in the morning and be free. And he said, uh, you know, William, that's not possible because you just do, just do such a good, a good job. We, we cannot miss you, this and that. Okay, so it became, it became very stressful because I, I could not handle the full job, my gym, and going one time a month to Italy. It was very stressful, it was very, it was really hard. So one day I said, okay, that was on my 35th, I was 35, on my birthday, I came home and I said to my wife, I have very good news. <laughs> <laughs> she said, yes, yeah, yeah, I quit my job. She said, what? <laughs> what? Yes, I quit my job. I don't want to go there anymore because I want to concentrate full on on the gym, and on and on uh, going to Italy. Okay. Yeah. But that was done. And uh, well, that's more or less the story about uh, yeah. quitting my job and being, let's say, professional. So 35, I'm now, I'm getting 69. It's 34 years ago, more or less, that I always am only in Taekwondo, being professional in Taekwondo. That means I have always been working or for my national organization. Then I started to work for the ITF International as a tournament director, umpire director, secretary general, treasurer, di director, whatever, any job I had. And, uh, and of course, in Italy, I, I'm, I'm here. Uh, technical director from 1992 until today, I'm technical director. So I just do, do all the teaching here. I'm not in the board of directors. I've never been in the board of directors in Italy. I don't want to be in the board of directors because I don't want to be a person to be in comment of the uh, of myself. So I just teach and that's it. And uh, I have some small compensation for that. My work is, my wife is also working for the, for our federation as a 
with communication, social life and everything like that, social media. So we do quite well, let's say like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. So that time when you quit the job, you said it's good news. Your wife wasn't too sure. But is, oh, but, do you think to yourself that it was the right thing? Yeah, it, it, was, the, it was the right thing because, uh, you know, you, you feel yourself that, okay, the, the job is always something, you know, you have the job, you have your steady income, you know, with this income, you can do this and that. You have to work eight hours a day. Okay, and then you lose about two hours for traveling or one hour and a half, let's say like that. Of course. You want to do that all your life if you are a sportsman or you are in sport? I don't think so. Yeah. So I made that decision. And of course, uh, that was in my first marriage. Let's say my, my first wife, she was also in Taekwondo. She was also an aerobic trainer and she was also very active in our gym. So that was never a problem. So that, that was okay. That was okay. And but of course, you, you lose some financial background then yeah, because you, you know. Yeah, yeah your insurance and you have to pay this and you have to pay that. And well, <laughs> it was not easy, but okay, we made it, we made it. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, you moved to Italy, Italy became more frequent for you. Um, and you knew at some point you'd be settling there. Did you feel that way about Italy or? Well, I, I, I moved for two reasons there. Uh, I, I went to my second marriage with an Italian lady. We are still together. so I'm. You can see I'm a good boy, <laughs> and uh, and of course also to work, uh, try to be full time uh, instructor in Italy. That was not easy because I came here, of course, with nothing. Because I left everything in Italy and in, in Holland. I mean, I left everything. I left the gym. I left. I left everything. I came just with two bags with clothes, wow. with no money, nothing. I just came here. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. To stay with my second uh, marriage, let's say, with, yeah, with yeah. my wife. Of course, yeah, yeah. And then, then my, my wife, she, her name is Tiziana, she said, so what are we going to do? said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to teach for, of course, for Fitai, our federation, but that's not enough, of course, because can I live with that? So we started the gym. 
we rented a gym that was closed for some months. And so we took over that gym and I started to teach. My Italian was not really good, but my mentality was the worst because when Dutch mentality, I could not manage the Italian mentality because oh. Italians are not Dutch. In Dutch, the people come on time. The people train 11 and a half months a year. If it's sunny day, they still come to train. And in Italy, it's not like that. So it was very hard to build up the gym. And it, after one year, we closed it down because it was too, too, too stressful. Yeah, so yeah. I started to teach in three gyms. So I had my motorino, my motor, motorcycle, let's say like that. And I went from one to the other one. I had two gyms per day. So two, and, and I had in one area in Rome, I had, the, let's say from five to seven. Then I took my motor, motorino, I went to the other gym and I thought I was teaching from eight to nine or eight to 10. And so I built up my, my groups, my, 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 the number of people make a good living. And that, that was working well. And I, I, I really lo loved that because I had these three gyms and they was working well. I managed to get some black belts in time. They were helping me. So uh, that, was, that was okay. And, I, and we still, uh, still, I still do that. I, I don't have my own gym. We still teach in gyms here, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fantastic, sir. So, uh, yeah, life was simple then. It's a bit like a, it's a bit like the stories of the pioneers turning up in a country, yeah. very little thing. Yeah, of course you have to be lucky because my, my wife, she was working with her father in a big company. So the financial background was there. So that was already something, of course, that, that, was, that was good, that it was there. And uh, yes, so the time passes, the time passes. And then of course in the ITF, I, I have been working after the, the, let's say the general shape passed away before already, let's say in the nineties, 92, I started to work for, for ITF. Yes, sir, yeah. Uh, 94, I, I took over, let's say the tournament and umpire uh, business in the ITF uh, from Malaysia World Championships. So that was the beginning of my full career, let's say, in ITF, working only for ITF. Yes. And of course, always for, for my Federation in Italy, of course, yes. So was that, um, was that, did that come from General Che himself? Did he appoint well, you for these things or was it through other secretary or? No, because you know, everything has a story, no? <laughs> no okay, it started in 92. In 92, we had the European Championships in Poland, Kozolin. And it was still the beginning, you know, of, of, of having good tournaments with a lot of people and getting organized and to have good committees and have the right people in the right spots. I was at that time, I, I was still um, the, the coach of the Italian team. But in the last day, they, they, helped, they asked me to, to help to organize it, the, 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 the Euro. So I started also to help a little bit to organize. Then in 1993, we had a Euro, the World Championship for Junior in Russia, in Moscow. It was a disaster, it was terrible. And I was there as official. I was not coach, I was just official. So I was, I was sitting there in the, in the tribune, looking at the championships. And the first day it went on to three o'clock in the night. It was terrible, terrible, there was nothing. So the second day I was sitting in the tribune again and then Grandmaster McCallum came to me. He said, uh, Mr. Boss, yes, sir. General Choi asked for you. Oh, God. He said, what did I do? <laughs> I didn't do nothing. I, I'm just sitting here watching the game. 
Yeah. Why are you asking for your one? So I, I start to sweat. My stomach started to turn. <laughs> I was so afraid. I was so afraid. Yeah, but what does he want from me? So I went there and he was sitting on the couch. And I said, take one. I said, he said, at ease. I stay at ease. I said, Wimbos. Yes, sir. Take one. I said, take over. He said, sir, what do you mean? Take over the organization. I said, uh, what do you mean with that? I said, you are in charge of as, as the chairman of the, of the tournament. He said, what about all those Korean people and the Russian people sitting there? Do what you want. Okay. What? So I went there. <laughs> and uh, I said, okay, everybody, you can go. Because I know how to make friends, you know? <laughs> <laughs> So I, I took over the tournament as a chairman of tournament and umpire, and I called all the coaches, of course, and all the people that were involved there. And I called them and said, listen, this is the, what happens. I am in charge now. So I'm really sorry that, uh, of course, I cannot make a wonder here. I cannot change the whole world. But I, I, would, I would like to try to, to make a tournament better with, with all your help. And said, of course, of course, sir, we, we understand that. So everybody was trying to do their best. Okay, so <laughs> I'm sitting there at a the table. And this, uh, this organizer, this guy, this, this Russian organizer, not the one we have now, and this one is terrible. It's, it's really good, yeah? Master Lazarus. But this guy was sitting there. And I said to him, so I can have some coffee? He looked at me like that. I said, I have no coffee. Okay. So I said, how about... A Coca-Cola, he said. Sorry, sir, we have no Coca-Cola. I said, how about, I said, what do you have then? He said, we have some water. Okay, okay, it's okay, <laughs> bring me some water. Okay, it was so unbelievable, terrible. Okay, but now, <laughs> now the, the, the real story starts. In the, in the World Championship, we always have breaking in special techniques. Yeah. So we have people from Canada, from Europe, from United States there, these juniors, I mean, these are juniors, they are kids, no? Yes. They are, were only there for jumping or breaking. So I said to the guy, okay, it's time to prepare one ring for, uh, for power breaking. He looked at me, power breaking? He said, yeah, yeah, please put the machines. We have no machines. Right. <laughs> no power breaking. I said, how about special techniques? He said, we don't have special technique machine. Said, so we have no power breaking and we have no special technique machine? No, we do not have. Can you imagine? You go to world championships yeah. and they didn't have the material because of course I was not in charge. I couldn't check before. Yeah, yeah. Because normally I have a, I have a list long like this to, to check with the organizer if they have everything. Nothing there. Okay, the tournament finished. On Monday morning, we are in front of the hotel, Italian team some other teams, and we are waiting for the buses. No buses. And the, time, and the time pass, and the time pass. So we took taxis. I don't know, we have maybe 20, 30 taxis. They came to us, and they bring us to the airport, and we were late, and we were late, and we were suffering, and we were sweating, and we just poof, went through the, the... To get our flight, it was a nightmare. Never again. But finally... Good news, I got a letter from ITF that I was in charge. 
to organize the World Championship in Malaysia. And yeah. there, there, I think, I think I did a good job because concerning all the comments that still are on the ITF oh, yeah. websites yes, yeah. or in the, the people say it's still one of the best championship we ever had. And so I'm, I'm really very pleased with that. And I learned a lot in that championships about the rules and about behaviors and also learned a lot about myself. So yeah. that was a good, what, that wow. was really Yeah, fantastic. So <clears throat> you have to pick up from something that was not run very well at all, really, and deal with all these challenges and problems and so yeah. if we if we, if we look back now i i always am trying to be very honest with myself when I, when we look back before 94 and you look at all those championships that we had i mean 94 we had a world championship in montreal i didn't go i was selected i didn't go because i had to pay my own flight so i said to the dutch uh, organization no i'm not going if you want me to fight for 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 the dutch team you pay my flight in my hotel everything they had no money. I said, so I don't go. I went to 78 Oklahoma. It was terrible. I mean, in that time, maybe people say, okay, it was good. I didn't go to 81 in, in Argentina because our organization was not organized for that and they didn't want to pay the flights. So we did not go. So if I look back and then we go to, to Glasgow, 84, the World Championship in Glasgow, that was unbelievable, mamma mia, what a mess, what a terrible, terrible championship, mamma mia. And I lost some very good competitors. They didn't want to do Taekwondo anymore about what happened there. It was so disorganized. It was just terrible. So if we look back to the past, we, we have to have a look inside ourselves now, not only me, but most of us, yeah. and look back to a, a period that we were not capable to change something. Maybe for our, our, our interest, maybe because we are not in charge, or maybe we didn't have the experience yeah. yeah. So if I see sometimes these tournaments from the past and I see tournaments that we had, no tatami, and we talk about just before 1990, that's, there were tournaments with no tatami. They just had some tape on the floor that was the ring. That's right. I mean, this is just, and then people are still proud of it. They have organized a world championships with no tatami. I cannot understand that. So anyhow. It went better after that that period in Malaysia for, for luckily. So Malaysia, how did you turn that around? How did you make that so well run? What was your strategy? How did you create that? Well, <laughs> I think uh, I, I put unbelievable efforts. First of all, I did the umpire uh, course and I make all the new rules. Okay, I, I need to tell you something about the rules. The rules in ITF were not clear at that moment. I mean, they were not professional, they were not clear. So in 1992, I uh, made all the new rules for ITF. I think some many masters that are still around in the world, not with us, are not, it doesn't matter. They, they practice ITF with all respect, it doesn't matter where they are, I respect everybody. So they know about the story. The story is that in 1992, I went by train from Rome, 16 hours to Vienna, to deliver my new rules, my book of like this, yeah, yeah. all the photographs, how to judge, how to sit, how to stand, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And the modification of the rules that were no good with the warnings, were not good with whatever. And I was received by Master Grandmaster McCallum and Vienna Che. Okay, so I came to the Stolgasse, to the headquarters. I came inside, the general was there. He gave me a big hug, it was very nice. You always remember those nice things, of course. 
Is that high, Mr. Boss? Had a good trip? Yes, sir. Thank you. Okay, have a seat. Show me your job. Okay, so I um, I sit down and uh, I I'm so proud of myself, you know. I mean, I worked months with my wife because he's, she was better in English than me to make this manual, big manual, to make all the, okay, so I sit down. <laughs> and the general said, uh, okay. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. So he took the book and he, he went like this, no? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said, so, okay, the changes are in, written in, in, in fat letters. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so this is the change. Why you change this? I said, for this and these reasons. Okay, makes sense, he said. No, we went on, we went on, we went on. So we went through all the, all the book. He said to me, that, that's a, a, a big job you did. He said, yes, sir. I have the book here. Huh? Wow. Let's say I have, this is the book that I said, yeah. So he had the book, and so he did. Very nice, but we changed nothing. Okay. Okay, well, that was it. Right. So I said, take one. I left the Stolgasse headquarters, went back to the train, took the train 16 hours back home, and that was it. But as in 1994, I became the chairman of the tournament, I, I could not change the rule, but I changed the rules by having the consent of the coaches. Okay, so there were some things in the rules that, that, that were no good. So in the coach meeting, I said, you know about this rule, it's written this and this. What do you think that we change it with your consent? And we all write and always say, so change this rule. And everybody was agreeing. So little by little, 
during some world championships, we managed to adopt the rules for the better. So that's a more a, a story about <laughs> changing the rules <laughs> without General Choi knowing about it. <laughs> I, I guess he must have been very pleased with the tournament in Malaysia. Oh yes, it was televised, wasn't it? I remember seeing it on. The... Yeah, it was. It was a of course also the place, no. But I, I, I tell you a nice story about it, because everything has a story. Everything has as a memory, no. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was in charge. So, Master Grandmaster Sabri Sarley, he, he was the chairman of, of the of the of the tournament. Let's say the tournament of the organization because he had the connection with the prince of, of Terengganu province. So I came to, uh, to Kuala Lumpur by plane. And uh, so he was there picking me up. He brought me to the Hilton Hotel. We had some food together. We had a good chat together. We had a good time together. We did some sightseeing together because I was a few days before. And, and we went through everything what he should have done. It was all okay. So then a few, so that was okay. Then a few days later, we had the plane to go to Terengganu, was on the other side of Malaysia. So we came there. So he brought me to the venue. We go to the venue. I come inside. There was nothing in this venue. There was nothing. And I said, so this is the venue for the World Championship. He said, yes, so what's wrong with this? I said, sir, there's nothing. There's nothing. I said, no, but you fix it. You are the chairman of the tournament. You fix it. He said, said I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a labor worker. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm just a chairman of the tournament who makes the draw, who makes the ring councils, who, make the, who talks with the umpires, who talks with the coaches and makes the tournament running. But said, now, tomorrow morning, you have 120 people working for you to fix the hall. This is a nice story. Yeah? So there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, everything has such a beautiful story. So the next day, these people were there and they started to decorate the hall in a so fantastic way that they only know, to, know how to do in Malaysia. I mean, the flowers everywhere. It was, mm -hmm. it was such a beautiful venue. They fixed all the, 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 the toilets, the, the changing rooms. It was fantastic. But we, we missed one tatami. We had a problem. <laughs> we, must, we missed one tatami. Oh, so really? I had a problem. Yeah, we, I, I think we had five or six rings, and we yeah. missed one tatami. <laughs> we fixed the problem. <laughs> oh, gosh, 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 gosh. But it was really good. But yeah. during the tournament, of course, you learn a lot of things because it was my first big, uh, let's say, achievement and my first big, big uh, work for yes. the ITF. And so I, I learned a lot. It's, it was not easy to work with the masters that were higher in degree with me because I was, at that time, I was the sixth degree. Right, right. I was dealing with master with seven degree and some eight degrees. That, that, that was not easy, but okay. Yeah, yeah. So you had a big responsibility there, didn't you? A lot of weight on your shoulders, but uh, yeah, you, but you delivered. Uh, I, I'm just a tough guy. You know, I, I don't care. Who, if I do my job and, I, and I, I, I do my job well and the people are pleased with me, that I do not care that an eight degree comes to me and wants to tell me the story. I just sent them off and I did that in yeah. front of everybody. I did not care at all. So the tournament was fantastic. Everybody was happy and that's, that's it. Was that an early experience for you with General Che or had you had discussions with him before then or? No, I, I met the general first time in 1970, 
three or four when I was in Germany. Because I went to Germany, uh, let's say two times uh, a year by, with my car. Yes, yes. For one big training with uh, Grand, Grand, with Master Kim Kwan Il, he was at that time a seven degree. He was the highest ranking Korean master, I think, besides uh, Grand Master Riki Ha in, in, in Europe, let's say in Germany. Yes. So I, I always went there to train and to learn more because, well, I could not learn too much in, in, in Holland. So I went always there. So one day I was a first degree, so it must be 73. We were in, in, this, in the gym of this um, master Kim Kwan Il. And uh, so we were training and then we had to stop. And he said, uh, everybody stop, uh, take one. So hands are relaxed. And then the door opened. I didn't know Dana Jake in that time. So the door opened and a very small man came inside. It was a Korean man. It was him, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I didn't know. So he, he, he walked past by and every, we were all looking, we were all looking and some people said, so he went in front of us and uh, Master Kim, uh, he introduced in Che Yong, he the founder of Taekwondo, Mamma Mia, that was, that was, that was the day. <laughs> <laughs> that was the day, you know, yeah. that you see the general in life. That was really fantastic. Anyhow, he, he said, to everybody sit down. We said, we sit down. Okay, well, we sit down. He starts to talk. He starts to talk about Europe and he starts to talk about Holland. Ah, my ears do like this, bro. <laughs> so he said something about Holland, about, it was needed in Holland to have a fourth degree there because of the gradings and about the status in Taekwondo in, in, in Holland, it was important to have a fourth degree. So he was talking about one guy, that guy was Jan Willem Stoker. Jan Willem Stoker, he was a third degree, he was a big man, he was a strong man, but he didn't know the pattern. He didn't know nothing about patterns. So the general uh, spoke about this gentleman, I'll never forget my life, and I, I raised my hand. And the uh, general said, okay, yes. And I stand up and take one. I said, uh, I'm with boss, I come from Holland. Ah, that's nice, he said. I have a question. Okay, go ahead, he said, go ahead. You know, you are as green as green as you are. <laughs> and I said, well, if you are a third degree and you don't know the patterns, can you become a fourth degree? <laughs> And then I said, please sit down. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> oh, well, 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 well. I was this, I was so ignorant. I was so stupid. <laughs> I was so green. But I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't keep quiet, you know, because a few weeks before we had the national training in Holland and, and we were there all training and I know he, he didn't know the, the purpose. Right. Oh, that was my, my first contact with the general. Of course, you forget about me. Yeah. It was 1973. Then in 1970, we had a European Championships. He was there, but he didn't know about me. But we met in Canada in 1982. Because in 1982, I brought the Dutch team to fight in Canada, in Quebec City, on an invitation tournament by Grandmaster um, Tranterikwan. So I brought Hank Meyer, Chris Hoofman, Pinota Pilato, Walter Bone. And I think it was another one, I don't, uh, uh, another guy and myself. So we went to New York, uh, to Quebec. 
And uh, so we did the, 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 the tournament and the first day we had only special techniques and some breaking and we win everything. And the second day, no, the first day. And then we had an argument with special techniques because we had one guy, uh, Hari Van Nijendal was the name, Hari Van Nijendal. He could jump very high. He had a very high front kick. So he, he we were in that uh, division. So he broke the board because in that time we broke the board. We didn't, um, now we moved the board, we broke the board. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there was another guy from, from Canada. He was a national coach of Canada. He was Alain Beignet. He's very known. Now he's the coach of the WTF team in Canada. But anyhow, he was in that time coach of uh, competitor. And he was very small, but also he broke the board. He got jumped very high. So Grandmaster Pargunter, late Grandmaster Pargunter, he said, the winner is Canada. He said, no. <laughs> I went to him, he said, no. He said, who are you? I said, I said I'm Wimbos, I'm coach of the Dutch team and I don't accept. I said, I'm Grandmaster Park. I said, I don't care who you are. I said to him, if you are master or grandmaster, I said, we go through the rules. These are the rules. If you show me where it's written that the guy who's smaller and also breaks is the winner, it's okay for me. It's not written in the rule. And the rule is written that you have to break the board, one of those at the highest they can. And so he, he, he told me like this. Right. Yeah, he told, he told me like that. I said, you better not touch me. So I did, I guess. It happened twice. And then he said, okay, let's go to the general. Okay, let's go to the general. So we went to the general. I said, take one. And he started to talk in Korean, of course, with the general. And I said, sorry, gentlemen. I don't know. I, I was really, really angry and really ignorant. Many times I'm ignorant. Okay, but anyhow, I fight for my students. And I said, I don't understand what you're talking about. And, uh, but the general said to him, we had to go back and do one more time the jumping. He did not accept the, the position of Grandmaster Park. Right. So, <laughs> so uh, at that moment, I was not very friendly with Grandmaster Park, but it, after the tournament, we were friends. We, we okay. got more friendly because, yeah, he knew that I was right. So that was good. So from that moment on, I always had a very good relation with him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because you know, sir, sorry, you have to understand, and, and maybe you know very well also in your career. In those times, we were we were nothing. We were treating like not nobody. Yeah. Because they were the masters, they were the Korean masters. But someone I stood up to them. I, I always have done so. Yeah. I also also always stood up against the North Koreans when they did something that was no good. There are many, many stories about that, of the people that are still let's say also grandmasters now from England, from all over the world, they know the stories. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, otherwise you, you felt nobody was going to say anything. They were just... Yeah, exactly. You accept that's it. No way. Forget about it. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Somebody needs you to speak, speak up. And that came from you, sir. Yeah, I, you know, I was considered the, the rebel. <laughs> I was the, the rebel <laughs> in those times. I was the rebel. Yeah, I had arguments with Grandmaster Lee. I had many arguments because they wanted to treat us like children. I'm not a child. I'm also a practitioner of Taekwondo that trains every day. They put my efforts, that tries to be, be gentle with the people. And I want you to do the same with me. Doesn't matter what kind of degree you have. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you loud and clear, sir. Um, so you, you uh, were you given the task of creating the, the fifth category um, for the uh, pre-arranged sparring? Okay, you need to, you want to know the story, of course. <laughs> there's, also, there's also a story. So, General Che, he didn't like the sparring, yeah? Because you know, in any IAC we had with, with the general in the past, there, it was only pattern. It was never anything else, only pattern. Okay, with all respect. But we do also something else. We also fight. Okay, this is sports. I mean, sometimes people have a difficulty to understand what is Taekwondo. What is Taekwondo? Taekwondo has two parts. There is a traditional part, and we follow the traditional part because General Che, he created it. And I follow that fully, 100%. Yeah, at the best as I can. But the other kind, other part is the sports part. That's my part. It's not his part. Nobody's part. It's your part, it's my part. I can do with it what I want. So nobody can tell me that I do good or I do wrong. It's my part. And that what one day I said to the general like that, I said to him, sir, that the sparring, that's not your part. And he looked at me and he said to me, what do you mean with that? He said, no, sir. Said we go to the IAC with you with all respect and we do the patents. That's it, three days patents. You never, never something else. So if we if we talk about something else, about breaking or special techniques or sparring, that's our part. We feel we feel that part. Uh, oh, okay, well, anyhow, he, he, he swallowed it down. But then in, in 2000, year 2000, he called me. He said, uh, I want you to come. To, to Vienna, to the, to the Draugrasse, because I, I want to have a talk with you about the, about the rules, about this and that. So finally, 2001, I went. I went there, I came there, sit down, we talk. And he said, uh, he wanted to, this sparring, he, he wanted to have something else with the sparring. I didn't understand at that moment that he wanted to just eliminate the free sparring. I, I didn't get it at that moment. I got it after some time we were talking. Yeah. And, uh, he said, I want you to make uh, the rules for the traditional sparring. So we have something different in ITF that others do not have. Yeah. So it's okay. I was very proud, of course, that I was uh, the, the person in charge for that. So I make the rules. Then in that uh, same year, we had a, I think we had an ISC in Germany. So 
I, I, I make a performance together with Grandmaster uh, Panos Dialamas from, from Greece. We did a performance together and the people really liked it and it was a big hit. Yeah. So, okay, so the time passes. I modify a little bit the rules, this and that, and so on and so on. So it comes then to uh, 2001. In July, we had the World Championships in Rimini. That what I have been organized and put two years of, of, of work in that. So we had four demonstrations, four teams. We had uh, Argentina, we had uh, England with the Master Lear mm -hmm. and uh, Grandmaster Donato Nardizzi. We had two from Italy and another two, anyhow. So they did the pre ring sparring in the World Championships in Rimini. I never saw the people standing up and applauding about the performance. It was, it was really fantastic. But the general, he did not like it. He no. walked off. He walked off. Because oh. my wife said to me, said the general is 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 leaving. He's going to the VIP rounds uh, lounge. Well, what can we do about it? <laughs> but he did. I think he didn't like it because it was not his. He didn't do because it, it was me and or not me. Of course, it was the people that were involved that they were preparing the, the this uh, this demonstration. It, it was really fantastic. I mean, it's still on on the internet. You can see the 2001 World Championships in Rimini. That was a big hit. It was. The only one that we were all together. Yes, yes. All, all together. It was only one adult per division per category. And we had 750 competitors. It was the biggest even ever held in ITF until now. I mean, not because of the numbers, because of the, the status of competitors. And we had 70 countries. Never had any 70 countries, anyone. Yeah, yeah. So still, for me, it's still the big, biggest championship. Not because I organized it then, but these are the facts. Yes, yes. But he did that. So it was banned. Okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, the general passed away in 2002, in June 2002. So we picked it up again and we introduced it again in the next World Championships. So that yeah. is a little bit the story about the field story. I, I, I still think it's no good. What we are doing, uh, I think uh, what we are doing is we have too many rules for the pre-arranged sparring. But I'm not in charge anymore. I'm not in any committee of the ITF. I have no power to any decision. So for me, it's okay. But still, for me, what I see, I don't like it. And uh, I think there, the committees uh, should think about it to make it better. I see in the other ITF, they do it with three people, something like self-defense, which is uh, which I like very much. And yeah. I see, for example, in karate, they have the bunkai, which is superb. So I think uh, we should think about it because we have the quality of the people that can do everything. So yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe we can change the rules a little bit in the future, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing that. So yeah, that was, uh, that was some story. Yeah. I have that. a lot of stories, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of um, yeah, thank you for sharing so much um, for me and all the listeners, obviously, as well. Um, it's fantastic and fascinating to hear the history that you have and uh, the plant you've played in these changes and, and uh, in some way the, the risks you've had to take personally, I guess, for, for making these changes happen. Yeah, it, it, of course, it, it was always in agreement with other people, of course, yeah? because when I was a tournament director, 
in the last years of my career in, in the ITF, we always had uh, one time per year, all the committee, the, the umpire committee five and the five from the tournament committee, we came to Benidorm for one week to talk, to talk about how was the world champion because it was always after the world champion or world cup. So we came together for one week together. ITF pay all the expenses was really good. We had a really good time together. So we talk about how did it go? What, where we, we, what did we do wrong? What was, what was good about it? Where we have to implement more time or efforts, whatever. So th that was always really good. I don't know if they still do that. I don't think so, but I think that this is something really important because let's say that the, the competition is, is something you, you can, it's, it's the best thing there is. I mean, I mean, the ISC, the I, all the, all the, 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 the seminars that are there in the world, of course, they are all good. It's all perfect, no, 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 nothing, no doubt about it, but the competition is, it's, it's the mirror. You know, everybody look at the, at the competition, how you are organized, how many electronic systems you have, how, how does it work, how you have the draw, are you, have you, you have the visibility that everybody in the world, what well, doesn't matter which IT it is, can see how many people we have in the categories. They can see the draws. I mean, this is for me the most important thing, not to hide anything. Doesn't matter that sometimes we have a world championship with less people, doesn't matter, it can happen. But we need to show the, the, the world who we are, what we are doing. That's for me something that, that's important. So everybody knows what's going on. Never have to tell a lie or to, to, to hide something. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And it seems like the, these these values you hold within yourself, you've had that honesty, the, the integrity that's that's been with you throughout your career, your life. I'm not a perfect person. I'm just a human being, having also a lot of uh, good things, and there was also some bad, bad things uh, in myself for sure. Of course, my character, I get maybe sometimes I got AF angry, maybe too fast or whatever, but maybe in that time was needed to get the people on the right track. Of course, now I'm getting older. I have a little bit more experience in life. I have done 80 IICs with maybe more than 25,000 black belts on the floor. So I know a little bit more about to, to handle things. But yes, of course, we are human beings. It's the same in the family life. But when we talk about the ITF tenants, uh, I think they are very low with a lot of people. And we have to blame ourselves. Eh? Because if we talk about 15 or 16 or 20 ITFs in the world, then we have to have a good look in, inside ourselves. There is really something wrong with all, all about us. Eh? So why, why I choose to be here or why I choose to be there or why I go there, get a belt more, get a position more. Does it, does it make your life better? I don't think so. We need to get back to the roots. We need to get back to have one ITF all together, all. And of course, that will not possible that, that, we, have an, that we have a position. Also, I have no position anymore in ITF. I've been working for the ITF for over 25 years, but I have no position. But I'm in the ITF because my federation is in the ITF. I know, I think this ITF is a good ITF. But of course, also I do not agree with everything. But it doesn't matter because that's not my point of view anymore. I have to agree uh, agree with with the terms of life, and that is to enjoy it. 
enjoy to go to the to the to the to the gym to practice to enjoy the people that are with me to enjoy my son what he's doing and how is he preparing to enjoy my masters in my my masters in Italy and enjoy when we have a big tournament that everybody's there hugging each other and have a good time together have a good talk that's life it's not, life is nothing anymore about positions or to, your ego just let's put it aside doesn't matter yeah, just, yeah. just continue to help people you know for example now just yesterday we finished to make the agreement about the Asian game Asian championships yes. that we have yeah, next yeah. year in May. So I'm working on this project with the organizers there, having the ITF involved. I mean, uh, there will be some ITF uh, directors uh, present there, help, helping, being there to make the event going well. So this is still some things that I, I'm involved with in the Asian uh, territory. I'm still working a little bit there. And uh, that's it. And I just want to f enjoy my free time. That's it. Yeah, absolutely, sir. Yeah, 100%. And um, uh, yes, yeah, so the, I, I brought you out, out, out of, out of the track. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much. No, no, it's wonderful because, um, yeah, I mean, like you said, your life now is, is much different. And uh, you spend time with your son. And, yeah, a lot. And uh, people know how good he's become uh, as a practitioner and a ch champion. Uh, how good would you say your son is? I, I never had a student as good as, as him. I had, uh, I had many good students, but uh, um, not because he is my son, of course, but as I said before, I had many very good students. Yeah. But uh, the efforts he puts uh, training to twice a day, and uh, you know, I know how much he puts inside. And it's not only about training, but it's, it's just about also the mind, everything is behind. And yesterday evening after we had the training together, we came home, uh, he, he's living by himself now, uh, last four months, he's not living at, at our house anymore, but he's very close, but he came with me home here. We have a, a dinner together. We were talking about his future, what we are going, what he wants to go, what he wants to do, because, you know, it's nice to go to the gym every day, twice a day, but we also have to study. Yes. So now we decided a little bit together that he's going to study more and training a little bit less. So I let's say the, the approach to be a, the real top competitor, we need to put a little bit, not to the side, but a little bit down, no? Yeah, 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 of course. Because there are, there are other things. Uh, also very important in life in this moment. So, but for the rest, things are going well, let's say like that. And together you travel, you teach together? Well, we have been doing some seminars together in Argentina, for example, we had, we were there for almost two weeks, two weeks. It was two years ago before the COVID. And it was, that's really nice to be with your son going around the world, of course. Yeah, yeah. And uh, in February, I have everything, everything is going well. I have a seminar with, with Master Lear, together with Timothy, I'm coming to England. So I'm waiting for you to come too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure that uh, everybody is welcome and with, with Master Lear's seminar. So I will be there teaching together with, with my son, having a good time, meeting friends, old friends, and just being busy, yeah. So I was uh, very privileged to be in your presence as uh, an IIC in England. 
in Dorking. Oh, oh yes, I remember that one. Yeah. yeah. And obviously the late Tran Con was there as well. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic uh, IIC. I, I tested for fifth degree there. Wow. I met wow. yourself, obviously, uh, and experienced your training alongside many great practitioners uh, that were there with us at the time. Yeah, very memorable. And, uh, very nice yeah. to experience firsthand your teaching, sir, your inspiration. Thank you. Thank you. You know, there are a, a lot of so very good competitors and practitioners around in the world. And uh, we also have to have a look at, inside ourselves. No, we have to make a step back. I mean, the youngsters, that, 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 they have to take our place. I mean, we cannot be there for, for always. Give them something to do. I mean, we have so many good competitors in any ITF. But OK, let's talk about ITF. We have Lillian Dulé, we have Suska. We have uh, Farigou, uh, Sylvia Farigou. We have so many good uh, ex-competitors or still competitors that could be in a committee that could teach around the world and show their ability. I mean, people need to have a place. I mean, ex-competitors is like football players. You know, what do you do with uh, Ronaldo or Messi when they stop? Uh, okay, okay, they manage. They manage yeah. because they have the money. But there are so many, so many people in sports yeah, they can't, they can't do the sports anymore because of time, because of uh, economical situation. That's terrible that that people cannot be used because of these factors. I think I think a world organization needs to think about their their, their affiliates. That can be a good one or, or or a better one or an excellent one or a perfect one. Doesn't matter if there are people in the world that can can be some do something well in the future. We need to give them a chance. That, that's my opinion. Yeah, I would do so if I would have the position. So you're happy with life in Italy? With, uh, uh, yes, uh, you know, I'm a pensioner. <laughs> I'm a pensioner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pensioner. But uh, I, 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 I fully enjoy now because I, I just, I have a good, I mean, I, I think when you have a steady relation, and you have now my daughter is coming back home from Barcelona, uh, staying, coming back home to us. But then, of course, we are going to find a place for her because children should be not with their parents. They have to have their own life. So we do everything to make it affordable for them to have their own accommodation, their own apartment, whatever. So, yeah, and I'm still here with my wife. We have our dog, of course, because our dog he needs a lot of attention, he needs to walk. He needs to run yeah, so yeah. in the morning. In the morning, I go to the park. Before I go to the gym, I go to the park again. So yes, yeah. Now, now life is. So what would, what would be your favorite time? So was it the seven times Dutch champion in those days, or running the big tournaments and making them so good, or teaching? Um. Everything has something really, really good in it. I think it was difficult to say because it was parts of my life. In the beginning, I was tournament director, umpire director. And then I, I became in the IIC. I also still was doing the other one because at that time, uh, I was in many committees. I did a lot of jobs for ITF. But of course, then we had more people coming up and uh, the, the, the board of directors was had other people that could do the job. So 
let's say in the in in in, in back in time to be a coach was good. Then I became the tournament director for ITF, umpire director for ITF. That was a brilliant time too, because I had everything in my hands. You know, I could put put everything, the strolls I had here, I could do what I want. Yeah, yeah. That was a good time too, and I had really good people working with me. Really good people like uh, Master Van der Heuvel, uh, Master Katz, uh, too many too many names to mention that are still working for 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 this ITM. Let's say like that. But in the IAC, the teaching, I think that was something really with with I liked. I liked I liked the IAC my way. Okay, it doesn't mean that I like the whole IAC. I like my way yeah. of teaching yeah. in IAC and teaching what I was teaching. So because everybody has his own style of teaching, it doesn't mean I like that style or I like that style. I like what I was doing myself. I like that. Yeah. So, then everybody has his own way of doing the things and that you can agree with or disagree with. It doesn't mean that I disagree with it, but yeah. maybe that's not that's not, not my way. That's it. But I had a I had I had a good time in that in that time in that also, yes. Excellent. Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> you were saying, didn't you, that the, the tradition and the sport and the sport is 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 your way, my way, your way? Yeah, to come back to that because I think there are other people maybe listening to us. I want to be very clear: what is a martial artist? Yeah, okay, and that that we have to follow the the principles of taekwondo and the tennis of taekwondo. Okay, then I have to come back to the human being because if we talk about the tennis or whatever of taekwondo, then we have to look them. They are very deep somewhere in the ground because as we have 15 ISCs, uh, 15 ITFs in the world, I think there's all these tenets. I'm very sorry about it. Then I keep my tenets from myself and I try to follow them. But what I see around, what's going around, I mean, you lose some people just, just to go for a degree more in another organization. And yeah, we have people that are 30 years with us yeah. And just because they didn't get an, got a position, they went away. And then we talk about tennis, about loyalty, whatever. Do what you want. So the martial art part is something. Okay, we, we follow our founder. We follow what's written in all our books, what we have about Taekwondo, all the patterns to be precise and to be to understand what we are doing in the pattern, because this is another thing. I think 80% of the people that perform a pattern do not understand what they are doing. They just to make moves, yeah. but they, they don't really get the point of the application of the pattern. That's for me the most important thing, the application. Of the pattern. So this is the martial art part and we follow that. I like it. I also do my patterns every day. Some patterns, I do a few patterns, not all because I'm getting old. So I cannot do all of them. I do a few, but the sports part. The sports part is so different now because you go to YouTube and you can see, what can I do to do the warming up? What can I do to make the stretching? We didn't have that in the past because we didn't have the internet. Yeah, yeah. So you see the creativity of the people, even that I see my son, I see my instructors, they are far ahead of me, far ahead of me. I don't have that anymore. I, I have my way of teaching, of course, but I don't have all those things, you know, with the Tabada. And with this uh, circuit training and this, I don't have that. I don't have the knowledge. 
maybe I, I missed out someone someone there, but I have to be honest with you. Yes. So that sports part, it's just a fantastic part, how good the people can come, how, how fast they are, yeah. how, how concentrated they are. And they have them, so for example, in my, my gym, my, my, my top competitor, we have the mental, mental trainer, yeah? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We have the massage once a time, once every month, a good massage. So just to be professional. Yeah. But it all comes through my son. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. He, he needed that to become the top competitor. Not yeah. only five, six times training in a week, two times a day. No, we need much more. You need also be to, to be followed by a doctor, nutritionist. Yeah. What do yeah. I eat? What can I do? Yes. I, I will get my weight. So I make it very professional. So that part, the sports part, is just a fantastic part. And I think, and I think it will take over in a while if we are not very uh, cautious with the, with the traditional part. Because 80% of ITF technology practitioners are children, are youngsters. Yeah. We, we left the oldies, 20% maybe left because we have the passion we make our business maybe with Taekwondo. So we keep going, but our students, for sure also in your gym, just look 80%, 70% are children. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what do children want? They, they want to do the patterns? Yeah, a little bit, a little. But you want to fight? When you tell your children, with whom? Okay, yeah. go and put on your safety equipment, they run. They run to put on on yeah, the right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so we have also need to be very creative to teach the pattern. Because the because the youngsters they need the creativity, not only the, the that that way. They need the creativity to perform the pattern at its best. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So you need to be a good instructor. Listen to the people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and to follow courses and to be open to it. Not because I'm a nine degree, I know everything. I don't know nothing. I know nothing. If I look at other people, there's so much to learn still. Yeah, yeah, of course. And you have to be open with it. But you must train every day. You must practice every day. You must do your, your workout. Never forget one day. Yeah, yeah. Because, because you are example. Remember, if you have your dobok on and you stand in front of your, your people, doesn't matter what kind of people. If it's white belts or eight degrees or seven degrees, you stand in front of them, you must be in shape. You because people look at you. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. That's my, that's my message. I always keep yeah. these matches. That's very important, sir. 
thank you so much for sharing that because um, people hear it from you, sir. You know, it resonates. Uh, they can see your example, what you've created, your ability, and uh, the knowledge, and uh, it really makes. Yeah, makes but it, it it becomes because there is work behind. It's yeah. not because I sit uh, on the couch and and or I sit on my chair and look some Netflix the whole day. No, it, there's work behind. I need to go to the gym also to yeah, do my yeah. workouts. So as life goes on, you're, and you're, you're, you're physical, you get older, you cannot do the same thing, of course, than, than a youngster of, of 20 years old. Forget about it. Don't think about it that I will go and put on my safety equipment to fight my son. Forget about it. <laughs> I, I prefer to have a good coffee with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I can still teach him the, the patterns because now he's going for the fifth degree pattern. So I'm teaching his the patterns. I still can do that. Yeah, I yeah, still yeah. teach twice a week in my gym to, to my, my elder, to his group, let's say, like that. And that, that's it. It's more than enough. More than yeah, enough. yeah, yeah. Oh, fantastic, sir. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed my time sitting with you here listening to the stories and uh, receiving the, the advice and the guidance uh, that you've been able to share with me and all the listeners. So I greatly appreciate that, sir. Um, yeah, my, my message is always the same. And, uh, and that's it. If you want to be good at something, doesn't matter whatever, you have to put efforts. Nothing comes by itself. Or you have to be born rich. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you have rich parents will leave you everything. That's that's maybe that's okay then. But yeah. for the rest, if you want to become, if you want to be a good instructor, you don't have to be a super a good instructor. You still have to teach, teach well. But that means you need to do some courses. You need to study. Look at um, I I look at YouTube always every day. I look some some bouts. Yeah, yeah. Bouts, uh, sparring bouts. Breaking. I look every day a little bit YouTube, just to be sharp, to remain sharp, to be also, you know, to be in the social media also, to know what's going on in the world. So I can, I can keep up a little bit with the youngsters, yeah. with the ideas and the way they think, because normally we parents, we miss out there, yeah, because we're getting older, we don't understand our kids anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's also in life is like that, and yeah. Therefore, Therefore, I always say, always say, put efforts in order to gain the best. That's my message. Yeah. Whatever you do. Fantastic. Here you up and clear, sir. And obviously, I echo that as well. Um, speaking to yourself, as I say, there's so much to learn, uh, as you say. Um, Taekwondo has things that are set and will probably be, always be like that. But as you put it, the other part is to evolve constantly, to change, to grow, to become better, faster, stronger. Yeah, and also uh, it's, it's important to understand that the youngsters are, are not thinking as we were brought up. The youngsters think and they, they go to, 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 to the social media and they see what else they can do, okay? They, they, they do Taekwondo, they are loyal to Taekwondo, but they can see that there are also other, that the world is big. <laughs> the world is big and the world is open. Yeah, yeah. So, so don't, don't, don't tell a student, you are my student, you are in my gym, and don't go anybody else, anywhere else. 
And I hear this story all the time. I always send my students somewhere else. Go to this instructor and see what he's doing. Go to that instructor and learn a little bit from him. And then you, you are, you're still my student, you come back to me. Yeah, yeah. If you think that this one is better, go there, it doesn't matter. You're not mine, you're, I'm just teaching you and try to make you better if it's not good enough. So this is also something that sometimes we, we want to keep everything here with us. But they feel that they don't want that anymore. The students don't want that. They want to have the freedom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Therefore, we have to train and practice and show them that we are can do the business. Yeah, yeah, very much. <laughs> we don't want to be in tip-top shape. No, tip-top shape. I mean, my age. I, I mean, I, I, I see around the world how many people teach, uh, teach by talking 90% and showing 10%. I'm, I'm just, I try to be different. I try to be ten, talking 10% and performing 90%. Right, right. That's my motto. So not everybody appreciates what I'm saying, but I don't care about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that's, that's the testament to your physical shape, sir, isn't it? And you Yeah, I think so. Um, but, but what is more, what a pleasure it is, you know, to be in shape. Yeah, you still can can make, make a, a a decent sidekick. For example, have we still have some time? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why a person that is in Taekwondo for forty years is not flexible? You have an answer. Uh, flexible, as in the splits, or flexible? Okay. Oh, so to, to make a psychic, for example, on shoulder heights. Okay. Yeah. A good psychic, yeah? Strong right. one. That is not really an excuse that should be possible, should it? Yeah. I, I look, I mean, I have a lot of colleagues in the world, of course, not, not only in, 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 the, in, in the physician I am, but I look also to the other ones, of course, because I'm always interested in what everybody's doing. Not, not my organization, but all organizations, what they are doing and who is teaching in their organization and what is their ability and what do they do? And so I always think about myself, how is it possible? But even in my own federation, yeah, the people that are not flexible because most of the people are not professional. You have people that, that work the whole day. They teach three times a week. They have no, no time to do all those things that they should do, yeah. okay? But they forget one thing. Without flexibility, you get a lot of physical problems. Because if you're not very flexible, uh, let's say flexible, and you have to make a kick, every kick you make that hurts your body. Yeah, yeah. And because the kick has to go without a thought, no? Yeah. If I need to think about to raise my leg and say, oh, well, it will take some time to put the leg on because maybe it hurts my back. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's, there's something wrong with you because the kick, that's it. That's a new has to be um, something that, that comes from nothing, from nowhere. Yes. Like a punch. Yeah. Or like a block. It, it comes because it comes. And therefore, hands and feet should be the same. It, of course, it's not the same, but should be the same. Yeah. It takes a lot of investment. So it's always about investment, efforts to make it better. Yeah. That is stretching. Let's is... do, do dynamic stretching in the morning. 10 minutes in the morning, dynamic stretching. And then you start your day. And so dynamic for any listeners that might be listening, that's we're talking about the leg swings. Yeah. Legs kick or downward kick. Now 
and uh, the sideways and yeah. Yeah, I, I just I do front, I do sideways, I do bedways, and then some just movements like this with and to, for the hip, let's say like that. Uh, it's very simple things. I do three uh, sets of fifteen, so fifteen, fifteen, then three sets, and yeah. then it's about ten minutes, fifteen minutes. You're ready, and you feel good. Yeah. And then of course, a strength exercise you can do your your push ups or you can do your abdom abdominals. It's not a ten minutes, the twenty minutes per day. You're you're okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, for example, when you teach, and you teach the pattern. Try to do the pattern with them. Do the pattern with them. You teach Chunji, do Chunji with them. Then you do one more time and you look at them. You understand? Yeah, yeah. Not, you say Chunji, Jumbi, Si, Chak, and Pupu, Pupu, and you look at them. Try to do with them. And then you do what I'm going to do with them. This is a way to keep always your shape. Yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate that. And yes. That is how I like to teach as well, is to do the physical. With them yeah also but i think also uh, the, the students appreciate when you do the pattern with them you understand yeah, yeah. Uh, because you see that the you put the efforts to do it yeah 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 and i know a bunch of people they don't do that they just give the comments yeah 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 that's a pity because you, you blame yourself <laughs> you can make it so easier yeah. okay I, of course when they do you chair I understand when you are 50, 60, 70 years old and there's Jutier, you cannot do the pattern. Okay, you can do some, some movements of the pattern which you feel comfortable, but of course the, the split kick or the hooking, the jumping back hooking, that, that's of course, that's, that's not for people that are 60, 70 years old. I think I think the general Che did not think about that when he created the Jutier tool <laughs> or Mumu tool. <laughs> <laughs> and then the thing about oh, there's also people in the world that are that are older, that are elder than twenty or thirty. these patterns are too difficult. This is not patterns for for people, for normal people. No. You have to be an excellent competitor to make those those patterns working well. Yeah. No, of course. It's after, after you you also you have to think about it with all your colleagues. To make some changes there. <laughs> <laughs> to make it, I mean, for us, for us oldies, no? And I, I, I also talk about it with other masters and grandmasters. What is there for us now? What, what will be there? We have no seminars for grandmasters. Okay, I get 69, okay, this, this, this yeah. week. Yeah. What, I'd like to train with my friends. Who are my friends? Doesn't mean that in my federation, we are friends all the world. I have many friends in England all over the world that are not with us, but okay, they are, they are still grandmas. Why don't we come all together once a year and just have a good time together and train together? Put our ego aside and we don't have any ego. We just come together once, all the grandmasters, all the nine degrees from all over the world, all friends, no politics, nothing. Just come together and just have a good time in a nice environment, bring our wives, they can go shopping and we go training. Yeah, well, what a great idea. Yeah, go and organize this, Master <laughs> David. Organize it. Okay, sir. Organize it. Open to all grandmasters. No obligation to all grandmasters to come to. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To this, uh, let's say, four or five days in a nice environment in a nice hotel where we are with 100 grandmasters from all over the world. Doesn't matter which organization. And we have a very great time together. That would be something fantastic. This is one of my biggest wishes I still have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is one of Do other people know that, sir? I mean, they will now, but uh, <laughs> do other nice degrees hear you say this? Oh, I, I think I, I could start to think about it to organize something maybe in Italy to get the whole world. You know, the problem is there are so many events, so yeah. many events around, and it's how you, where you put it, but and I think it needs at least a two years uh, advance announcement. Uh, but yeah. it should it should be done really it should be done because I have so many friends that we were together. Let's say about two thousand one we were all together. Two thousand two we split. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. two thousand two we split in three in three organizations. How many grandmasters? How, how many masters are now grandmasters? And and we have no contacts anymore. It's a pity because before we were all together. All together, yeah, yeah. So maybe I'm going to work on on, on a project. Yeah. To have all these guys and all this uh, whatever all together and have a good time, and show the world who who we really are. Because if all the ITF would be one, I think we would be as big as the WT. Yeah, for sure. And I hear this a lot, sir. The people I've spoken to that ultimately they would like it to be one again. So there is a desire, but so what? What? What is the main problem in your opinion? What's the main problem in your opinion? Um, for the for the actual, I guess, what would the one be? What would the one be? Would it be an administration? Would it, would it just be, would everything have to go through the one or? Well, there could be one, let's say, ITF that has many uh, sector sections, yeah. many divisions. Yeah, yeah. But they are all linked to the to one, which has, let's say a CEO or a chairman with some members in there and they and 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 those people are those people who are in charge to get us into the guides or to the olympic thing yeah. because if we talk about itf organizations that are many some are very good some are very big okay if if we keep being alone we will not go anywhere and that's not that's not fair for our youngsters. Not fair for the future for our youngsters. It may be fair for the moment because we are, let's say, elder people. But for the for the future, there's something that needs to think. People should think about it. 
And I think the youngsters should be a little bit more stronger in those things. Yeah, because what, what's, the, what's the main problem there? Yeah. The main problem is that maybe, okay, all this organization, of course, also mine, of course, where I am, and they are all very well structured. They have very good rules and regula regulations. They, keep, they can keep going. That's yeah, not yeah. a problem. But so, they all can form one board. So umbrella kind of. Yeah, um, like an umbrella. Yeah, maybe can be one president of each group can be in that umbrella. And they they try to make something, you know? Yeah, yeah. And also we should start that every ITF that has a world championship should open it. Yeah. To everybody, or maybe a World Cup. So we, we have now the World Cup in 2022 in, 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 in uh, Copper, in Slovenia. I'm involved in that in organization together with Master Thomas Rada. And we open it to, 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 to other organizations. So we hope that some people will come and, and join us. We are yeah. not stealing nobody. We just want to offer them also possibility to take part in our World Cup. So if this could be done on, on world level and with other organizations, then we could have a chance to become something really big in the world. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And like you say, then you can justify it. The, uh, the Olympics. Yeah, and of course, the Olympics is, is yeah, WT is there, and uh, we, we will never get in there. That's not possible if we are so, all these divisions, that's not possible. Yeah. And, and everybody knows that. So I think maybe some, some people should start to think a little bit on a different level. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really would see a super big ITF where our students, especially also, of course, and now I talk about my son, would have the possibility right. and to, to join an Olympic Olympics. Yeah, yeah. And there are some other federations in uh, sports combats that are going in the right uh, direction. So the martial arts uh, federations like Taekwondo, Karate, and so on and so on, they have to be very careful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Don't sit, don't sit on your chair and wait. <laughs> be active. Think about the future. The future is, is, goes fast now. Everything goes fast. No, you're right there, sir, yeah. Okay, I, I hope I, I did not uh, put any blame. I, I don't want to put blame on anybody, of course, but uh, I have my vision about things. Because I, I, I have it at home every day, this vision when I talk to my son or when I talk to my other masters that also think in my, my way, it, it's really a pity. Could be done. We should move a little bit more united yeah. together. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully one day, sir, you know. Yeah, they, have to hurry. they have to hurry up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, it's true. I mean, um, obviously, yeah, this will be included in our podcast, so maybe people will start to listen. And, and there is other people saying the same things, you know. Uh, you know, Master David, in the martial art world, nobody talks. That's, that's, that's a given thing. Number one, yeah. Yeah, number one, people do not talk. People like to, of course, criticize, like to talk to each other, but do not talk to those people 
what they should talk to. That that's a given thing, and I know all my life is like that. I I have it on my on my shoulders so many times. So that that that's the point. So there should be some, you know, in the world that has always been some revolution somewhere. <laughs> Can you understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There should be a revolution in ITF too. Yeah. Because it's it's just a pity, you know, that we that we move, that someone move from here to there, and so on and so on, and it's, uh, it's, it's a really pity. Do you see the same thing happening? Continuation of the similar kind of events that there's some period of calm and then people go and yeah, but no, also let's say a competitor becomes a world champion in ITF. People say which ITF. So we have uh, ten world champions uh, until sixty-three kilograms or sixty-nine, or whatever. So it would be nice, no, to have one world championship yeah. organized by all the federations, yeah, and the best of each category from each organization will join in this yeah. mega, mega event. Uh, that that would be something. Uh, that would be. Yeah, because the, uh, the whole world will be so surprised by that. In boxing, uh, you know, you have these belt holders, don't you? WBC, WBO, WBA, IBF. But sometime they bring them together and they have somebody has them all, don't they? Yeah, also this in, in of course in, in the World Boxing Organization that those federations have been been made because it's just about money. That's about money. Yeah, because they, they that one has a better sponsor, yeah. or that one has a, a a perfect sponsor that gets millions, for example, whatever, and and therefore it, it starts. But in Taekwondo, we do not have that. No. In, in the WT, they have Samsung, but we don't. We maybe or I don't know who they have now. But anyhow, in ITF, uh, we we do not have this mega sponsors like whatever Coca Cola yeah. or whatever or Pepsi whatever. Yeah. Uh, and if we would have a very big umbrella that goes to a, a big sponsor says, okay, we are 2 million of practitioners in this ITF. And it was, oh, 2 million, wow. Let's invest some money in you, you know? <laughs> but if you go there and you say, well, we have 70 countries or 60 countries affiliated with top team, then it's become very difficult. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, it will take time, of course. It will, it, it, I will not maybe be there when this happens, but hopefully it will happen one day that this, this, this is possible. This is also another wish. This grandmaster's business that come all together is more or less the same than to unite some of these big ITF, these ITFs in one big uh, umbrella body. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, okay, well, we will see. Obviously, it's more than just, just a wish, you know. <laughs> but reality is always something different. Huh? <laughs> I have a lot of issues all the time, but then my wife says, shut up. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, just to maybe to finish this conversation, there are two things in yourself. You are a martial, martial, martial artist and you are a very creative person. Okay, martial artist, you are also a creative a little bit, but, but it's all set, you know, this is the pattern, this has to be done. These are the heights. There is a the power, this is a sine wave, a little bit of sine wave, 
I don't call it something. I call it I call it bouncing of the knee. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I think people get very confused with the sine wave business, anyhow. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just a very natural uh, flow of movement that you flow from one in the other one. Okay, doesn't matter. And then you have the other part, that's your part, that's the most beautiful part, the creative parts. Yeah. But you can do what you want and you can learn so many things there. And that's, if you can integrate it together, then it's okay, that's fantastic. And I see there are some instructors in the world that do that and they're also not uh, afraid to show it on their uh, Facebook uh, and so on and so on. So I'm really happy with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those people that show that, that are also people that are very physical fit, they're very mentally very strong, they are very creative, and that, that's what I really love and, and appreciate and I really respect that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, sir. You're welcome. Nick. Uh, would love to visit Italy and well, I have visited, I've been to Rimini actually with my parents so many years ago. Uh, my wife is very keen to come to uh, Italy. We've never been to Rome. Come uh, to the Roma Open. We have the Roma Open in March. Okay. Come, okay. Come, come join. Bring your students. Have a good time. Well, thanks so much, sir, for sharing everything. Okay. We keep in contact. Yes, sir. I'll be in touch soon, yeah? Thank you. Bye-bye, Master David. Take Thank one. Take one. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed that last interview and are looking forward to the next one. Please remember to like and subscribe to Black Belt Interviews. Many thanks for listening. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.